Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Monday, September 11th, 2023, 22 years to the day uh, after the worst attack on American soil, the cause uh, of which uh, still uh, disputed and never resolved, and for the perpetration of which no one has been tried criminally uh, or even civilly. Uh, 22 years ago today, the government allowed this horrific event that slaughtered 3,000 people to happen, used it as an excuse to shut down uh, our civil liberties. The civil liberties are still shut down. The laws enacted supposedly to weed out those among us who caused this uh, are still on the books, didn't weed out anybody in the government. No one in the United States mainland or at Guantanamo Bay, it's been prosecuted uh, for 9-11. Uh, Ray McGovern uh, joins us now. Where were you on 9-11? Were you in the CIA uh, in that era, Ray? No, I had already retired, but I was very much in Washington watching all these events and keeping keeping track of what happened and what happened particularly in the aftermath. Give us a uh, first big picture, your, your handle on this. Do you think elements of the United States government either knew about this in advance or intentionally looked the other way or engaged in the most massive uh, cover-up since the bombing of Pearl Harbor? Uh, Judge, we ought to investigate that. It hasn't been investigated, Okay. The question as to whether it was malfeasance or misfeasance of a grand scale is still up in the air. What is clear is that there was the mother of all cover-ups, okay, in which Congress, in which everyone participated to hide the fact that there was plenty of information out there to indicate what was going to happen, and it was suppressed. Suppressed by whom? by the CIA, by NSA, by FBI. Now, you can call me a conspiracy theorist if you like, but those are the facts, and they never have been understood or explained. I'll give you just one little for instance, as we used to say in the Bronx, okay? 
For instance, the Bush-Cheney regime uh, fought tooth and nail against any investigation of this. When finally Congress decided, well, you know, we're looking really silly if we don't investigate. There was a joint committee set up, okay? And the joint committee did some really interesting work uh, during 2002. And uh, when they came up to their first and only public hearing, the head of that investigating committee, a former Pentagon inspector general, her name was Eleanor Hill, said, uh, ladies and gentlemen, before we begin, I have to tell you that I had a communication last night from the White House, and it said that we are forbidden to put into our report any information with respect to what the President of the United States was told. Wow, was told in advance of 9-11. Now, did that give you a little hint? What mm. followed, of course, was the same committee appointed uh, a 9-11 commission, largely because the victims' wives insisted on it. And, you know, if you look at that 9-11 commission, no offense, Judge, the only common thing that they had were very, very well-heeled pasts and the fact that every one of them was a lawyer. Half of them were politicians. Also, half of them were uh, were professors or something else. They all had to do with the law, and they didn't represent, by no means did they represent the people who were killed on 9-11, including a cousin, first cousin of my wife. I'm from New York. Permit me to feel pretty angry about all this. Do you think that elements of the American government knew this was coming before it came? Yes. And why, you know, why you look would they, uh, uh, other than the suppression of civil liberties, which began immediately. We all know the Patriot Act had been drafted before 9-11. Uh, other than wanting to suppress civil liberties and wanting to extend American hegemony deeper into the Middle East, who, who could have had the cold-heartedness as to allow this mass murder to occur for some political reason? Well, the same fellow who left the torture, who justified torture, his name was Dick Cheney, and he was running things. Now, I'll give you another for instance. My friends operating at a very high level at NSA at the time knew that the Al-Qaeda central, so to speak, was based in Yemen. They had it all mapped out. They had the numbers, okay? Now, you can't tell me that they didn't know that Al-Qaeda was, pla was planning all this. I asked one of my NSA colleagues, retired now, do you think that Michael Hayden knew? And he said, I know Michael Hayden knew. Right, well, so why Michael, didn't he say Michael anything? Hayden, Michael Hayden is now retired General Hayden, four-star Air Force General, who at one point ran the CAA, but in this era ran the NSA. Correct, Judge. Okay. Now, the answer was, and this is a little speculative, but not by much. Hayden knew he had to know this, this business about they didn't, they couldn't contact or figure out where Al Qaeda was speaking. You know, uh, there's a telephone mechanism where you can find out what the number is, right? <laughs> Anybody can do it. So, what is this fellow's explanation? Uh, Cheney just told Hayden, look, don't tell anybody. Don't tell the president, don't tell anybody, okay? And Hayden, being the good 
I won't say soldier, being the good Air Force general that he was, saluted and didn't. Uh, that happened with respect to Condoleezza Rice as well. Tenet, uh, for all his faults, George Tenet, the head of the CIA, was banging on her door. Look, look, let's have a, the, the lights are flashing red. Let's have a meeting on Al-Qaeda. And there was no meeting until one week before 9-11. In addition to all that, we had two hijackers that the CIA was trying <laughs> knew about in Los Angeles. They had visas to the United States. They were in contact with Saudi intelligence. Um, they were very dangerous characters, having participated in some meetings back in Kuala Lumpur the year before. And what was the CIA doing with these guys? They were hiding the fact that they had these two guys. They never told the F. FBI, for God's sake. Now, Were there elements in the CIA and the NSA that wanted 9-11 to happen? And if so, for what purpose? Who could justify the slaughter of 3,000 innocents, no matter the purpose? Well, there are, there are varying degrees of culpability with the intelligence services. Uh, but with respect to you know the, the bottom line here, Judge, uh, Dick, nothing is... Nothing is above Dick Cheney and the neocons. Now, we know that they had a plan to invade those countries, Iraq, Afghanistan, uh, the whole schmear. They had a whole list of them. And they couldn't do that without some convincing reason, retaliation for 9-11. So we know all that. That's all circumstantial. My point is simply that the 9-11 Commission, when it finally got underway, came up with some mealy mouth suggestions and the authors of the the co-chair of the committee, a Democrat and a Republican, uh, Senator, uh, Senator Kane from uh, from New Jersey. Not okay, Senator. So Governor, Governor Tom Kane uh, from New Jersey and Congressman Lee Hamilton from uh, Indiana. Hamilton, Correct. a serious uh, intelligence guy. Kane, a well-respected moderate Republican that nobody could really object to. Were, were, were they hoodwinked by their uh, executive director, a guy who's now a professor of law at UVA called Philip Zelikou? Yes. Now, the proof of that, don't believe me about that. They wrote a book, Judge. They wrote a book a year and a half after the commission had its findings, and they said, we were set up to fail. Well, now, isn't that interesting? <laughs> Hamilton and Kane saying, well, we were set up to fail. We were not given enough access to confidential information. We weren't given enough money. We weren't given enough time. We were set up to fail, and fail they did. My God, <laughs> what does that speak? What does that say to you? So <sighs> The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery 
starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. When 9-11 happened, when the first plane hit the first tower, uh, President Bush was reading children's stories uh, to kindergartners uh, in Florida. Dick That's Cheney, right. I believe, was in the White House. Is there a scene in the Situation Room in the White House, Cheney there, Bush not there, uh, in which a young naval officer purports to warn those in the uh, Situation Room that another attack is coming? Yes, uh, Judge, you're putting your finger on one of the more intriguing aspects of this whole thing, okay? The story is, and it's uh, it's documented, that not only was Cheney there, when Lisa Rice was there, Cheney's wife was there, okay? Cheney was in charge. Bush was flying around the country. He didn't know exactly where, okay? So, in midst of all this, Cheney, wife, Condoleezza Rice, and Mineta, Norm Mineta, who is Secretary of Transportation, were all there, okay? And in comes this naval person. I think he was an enlisted person. And he says, uh, Mr. Vice President, uh, I forget exactly the miles here, but I think he said, uh, the 15 miles out now, uh, about 15 miles out. Same instructions? And Cheney says, of course, same instructions. Three minutes later, same guy comes in. Uh, Mr. Vice President, five, five miles out now, same instruction? Cheney whips around and said, did I tell you any other instructions? Five minutes later, boom, plane goes into the Pentagon. Now, I had a personal encounter with Norm Mineta, okay? All right, just, just before, you get, before you get to Mineta, because you're, sure. I know your encounter with him is fascinating, but what was meant by same instructions, meaning don't do anything? Don't warn anybody? <laughs> Don't tell them to get out of the way. Don't shoot the plane down. <laughs> put Cheney under oath, for God's sake. He knows what he meant. Well, he was never put I'm, under oath in all of this. No, but, 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 <laughs> but what, what is your understanding of the naval uh, person's understanding when he said, Mr. Vice President, same instructions? What were those instructions? Do nothing? Well, Again, uh, this is not documented, but the only reasonable explanation was, you know, uh, the instructions were not to prevent whatever hit the Pentagon from hitting the Pentagon. Now, you know, the, the timing was, was, was perfect, you know, five minutes later, you know, into the Pentagon. So a year later, uh, I was asked to, to speak at Georgetown University, and Normanetta was one of the other people. We were speaking about the U.S. Constitution. It was Constitutional Day in September. And uh, I waited. <laughs> I waited where people came out after they spoke. And here came Norm Mineta all by himself. And I went up and I said, Norm, Ray McGovern. <laughs> of course, he didn't know me from Adam. But in Washington, the ethos is, you might, this person might be important. And I was addressed to the Guild, right? So, oh, oh Ray, how are you? I said, Norm, just a quick question here. 
what do you what do you think that young young sailor or that young naval guy meant when he said same instructions and he blanched i mean my god he got all white and he says man uh, we were talking about uh, pennsylvania but we're talking about pennsylvania that other plan in pennsylvania no 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 this was not pennsylvania this was this was as that at something approaching the pentagon norm he said no no i uh no, no i don't it was pennsylvania pennsylvania and my God, I have never had an encounter with a high muckety muck, as my grandmother would say, official that so looks so pale. And then he said, "Excuse me, now, Mr. McGovern, I have to leave." My God, you know what's that mm-hmm. all about? Well, he did. He kept his mouth shut, and I understand he has an airport named after him now in San Jose, California. I mean, hello. He died last year. It's not nice to say bad things about people who are dead, but. I'll say this about Normanetta. He should have told the American people what he knew. Mm. What is your um, uh, belief about the cover-up? What did Zelikou, the executive director of the 9-11 Commission, do? And why would the FBI, the CIA, the NSA uh, engage in a cover-up? Is to make George Bush look good, or that's impossible to make George Bush look less bad than he already looked. <laughs> well, actually, to most Americans, George Bush stood on that rubble and looks good, Judge. Let's remember that, you know. God, anyhow, um, Condoleezza Rice, who with Zelikow is very, very close, like they wrote a book together, not a very good book, but a book about Eastern Europe. Uh, Salikov was appointed to make sure that nothing untoward came in that 9-11 commission report. And he had, as I say, uh, I think it was 10 commissioners, all of whom had legal experience, and many of them had government experience. They were all too timid to insist that they talk to the president and Cheney. They designated one or two people and never got to first base. So... Uh, was Selikov trying to protect his old good friend Condoleezza Rice? Of course she was, for God's sake. She was grossly negligent, if not criminally negligent, in, in refusing, apparently, to go to the president and say, look, uh, this is something really serious here. We ought to let George Tenet tell you what's going on. And she didn't do that, as I, as I said before, until one week before the attack. Now, why didn't she do that? Again, I imagine Vice President Cheney, who was really running things, said, look, Condoleezza Rice, don't worry about this. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. And if something bad happens, I'll take responsibility. Right. He didn't take responsibility. Sully Cuff was there to cover. I know some of the people that were appointed to that commission. They're all people. They're all yes people. And they did what they were told. There was one exception. And I can talk to that if you like in a minute. Okay, we'll talk to the exception in just a minute. George Tenet, uh, to whom you referred, was the director uh, of the CIA at the time, a former congressional staffer with no uh, intelligence um, uh, experience, no personal intelligence experience. Nevertheless, he was the head of the CIA. What did he know and who kept him from telling it what he knew to uh, George W. Bush? Well, it was a combination of Condoleezza Rice and Dick Cheney. I mean, Tenet went down to 
uh, Bush's farm, for God's sake. Twice in August, Tenet lied to the 9-11 Commission and saying he only talked, to, never talked to the president during the, the month of August 2001. And then after the public testimony, his PR person, oh, we forgot, he did brief him down in, uh, what's the name of that place where Bush uh, cleared Crawford, the brush? Uh, Crawford, Texas. Crawford, Texas, yeah. okay. Yeah. He did brief him down there, and guess what? He briefed him another time. You know the time when it became clear that Musawi, the fellow that was going to be a substitute uh, pilot for one of these planes, was training in Minnesota, to how how to steer the plane, not necessarily how to take off or or, or land, just how to steer the plane. Right uh, when Bush learned about this, that he had ties with Al Qaeda, and it was proven, he insisted on going down to see Bush one more time. It was the very end of August, the thirtieth, if I believe, and uh, then it was finally arranged that there would be a briefing, and that briefing took place a few days later with Condoleezza Rice finally saying, look, Mr. Cheney, we got to do this. It was far too late. And as I say, each one of these agencies, the main ones, NSA, CIA, the FBI, had all kinds of indications that this was going to happen, uh, that they didn't put it together is hard for me to believe. Someone put it together and someone was told, look, don't bother the president with this. This is going to be all right. I'll take responsibility if it goes south. Forget about and, it. And across the Hudson River on a rooftop in Jersey City, New Jersey, a half dozen Mossad agents were cheering as the planes struck the towers. Did Mossad, the Israeli uh, intelligence arm, know in advance this was happening? It looks very much as though they did judge i can't prove it but there's all kinds of circumstantial evidence more heinous uh, than that is this little exception that i found in the 9 11 commission report um, you have to remember that as these people were laboring on a report that would talk about what happened all of a sudden a khalid sheikh muhammad the mastermind of the whole business was captured okay no no the folks work i know some of the folks working on the commissioners oh let's ask him let's ask him why he did it <laughs> maybe it was because yeah he studied at university of north carolina greensboro maybe they call him a towel head or maybe he had a an affair of the heart you know tell him find out why he did it well the cia went to khalid sheikh muhammad and said why did you do it now, on page, I think it's 154 of the 9-11 Commission report, Khalid Sheikh Muhammad is quoted as to why he did it. He said, or the reporter said, it was not because of any affront or indignity that KSM, Khalid Sheikh Muhammad, suffered in Greensboro, North Carolina, the University of North Carolina. No, it was done as Khalid um, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed said, out of extreme anger for the indignities inflicted by Israel on the Muslim states. Now, there's a little footnote there. 
It goes down. So, oh, Ramsey Youssef, nephew of KSM, he said the same thing when he tried to blow up the 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 towers uh, back in '93. I think well, he said the exact same thing that he was proud to go to jail for the rest of his life because of his hatred for what Israel was doing to the Palestinians. That's on the record. It's not New York Times, but it's right in the 9-11 Commission report. Read it, page 154, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Ray, this has been such uh, an eye-opener. I'm deeply grateful uh, for it. Uh, we are going to have uh, Bernie Carrick on later today, who was the uh, New York City uh, Police Commissioner at the time, and who I think shares a lot of the views that you uh, that you articulated. Uh, we'll see you again later uh, on in the week for our roundtable with Larry Johnson on Friday. Thank you, Ray. Thank you quick, very much. Quick correction. 147 is the page. <laughs> page 147 of the 9-11 report, the involvement you got it, of, the, of the Israelis. Thank you very much, uh, Ray. Thank you, Judge. More as we get it, uh, my friends. Help us spread the word. We're up to 197,000. Uh, subscriptions. Quarter of a million is our goal by Christmas. Uh, we'll get there. Tell your friends, tell your co-workers, tell your relatives that we do everything we can looking out for your liberty.